Greetings, members of the Planetary Union. I am Communications Officer Asimov, and I have been tasked with introducing this podcast to you. The recording you are about to hear is brought to you by Captain Greggy Hochstetler and First Mates Miranda Fisher, Tim Treese, and alien expert Dr. Kevin O'Brien. Follow at Official Orville on Twitter to see all information dispatches from the crew, and go to officialorville.space to leave a comment on an episode or find links to subscribe to the show or rate and review us on iTunes. The mission is to explore the space. This is the official The Orville Podcast. Goddamn, goddamn, maybe it's those thighs that kill me from time to time. I'm the only one that sent shivers up your spine. Oh, I know how you like it, and I know that you like to ride it. Listen to the Orville Podcast. Don't listen oh, to Hollywood no. Handbook. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? No, I'm just kidding. No, I think we're started now. Go ahead, Kevin. No, because this cat's Continue. actually... I, I, gotta do, I actually gotta go control this cat. So. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, uh, okay, well, let me know when you're back. And I really no, I'm good. Start, I'm I guess. good. No, we oh, okay. Start. Uh, hello, all you aliens in the Planetary Union, and welcome to the official The Orville podcast. Uh, I'm the Captain Greggy, and this week we're going to be talking about minutes 30 to 60 of uh, the, the wonderful film uh, Pearly Gates starring Scott Grimes. Um, yeah, I, I, I just got to bring you guys in because I, I want to say so much stuff about these 30 minutes. I can't wait to. Uh, Miranda, welcome to the show. Thank you. I watched this episode two weeks ago. Not episode. I watched this 30 <laughs> minutes of this movie two weeks ago and don't remember most of it anymore. Oh, no. I watched it again earlier today. Oh, so selfless of you. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me, Greggy. Uh, I just watched them right before. Full disclosure, I'm not 100% sure I got to 60. Um, <laughs> when I was almost done, I like was trying, you know, I watched right before this, obviously, uh, and was running late. And I was trying to see, and I meant to uh, like leave full screen, and I clicked the X. So I might have missed like the last 30 mm-hmm. or 60 seconds. That's okay. I think you're probably close enough. And welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> this fucking cat just bit me. <laughs> oh, no. Get that cat out of there. Put the cat, cat in another room. Putting the cat <laughs> in the bin. Boop, there it goes. It seems like this cat hates you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Put it's just crazy cat- because I'm literally keeping it alive, you know? <laughs> Did you just put the cat in the garbage can? <laughs> yep. No, no, I didn't. That's just a little podcast joke. Oh. Podcast. Uh, what's that? What's that TV show on Netflix? How making a murderer? How making a murderer? Um, it's the one where the guy throws. He becomes. They say he's a murderer because he killed a cat, right? Mm. I'm just letting everybody know I would never do that 
Because I can never be a murderer. Out of making a murderer. Yeah. I just gotta let that be known. What if the sorry, what if the cat wanted to die? Would you assist if suicide? Cat, if the cat was uh Whoa, dude. <laughs> sorry, he just ran into the wall. Um well she, it's actually I know this cat well. Um if this cat looked me in the eyes and said kill me, like spoke English or like found like a clear way to get that message to me, you know, like completely like, there's no question about it that the cat is sending me a message, whether it wrote it or whatever. I think it would be... I think I would have to, right? I mean... Just, can I get a hell yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if a cat is... It, I mean, if they can communicate, that, that means that there's some sort of soul in there. That's trying mm-hmm. to escape. That's that was my point. And you'll you'll um, only but... kill things with a soul. <laughs> mm, okay, no, because it has a cat soul, it has a little kitty cat soul. But mm-hmm. um, that if the the kitty cats they don't speak, they just meow. You know what I'm saying? I know. I swear, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> kind of. Hey, cat, what? Okay, what's your take on the afterlife? Just real quick. Well. <laughs> I think uh, the devil's the mayor, and you do a deal with him, and you either live an extra year or not, and, and uh, you know. So yes, I did watch this thirty sixty minutes, and I watched it. Uh, I think a week or more ago with you, Greggy. Yeah, you, you you haven't watched it since we watched it on stream together. No, so I don't remember. <laughs> oh no! A lot happens. So much yeah. happens. Because I remember so Tim and I are going to have. I remember thinking at the time, like nothing happened in this thirty minutes. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll revisit that after this podcast episode. Yeah. So uh, I usually keep notes in a notebook, but we got a leak in our roof, and it um, <laughs> dripped onto my notebook and uh, filled it with water. Um, so I don't have my notes, and then I didn't take more notes while I watched it again today. I just watched it again, so we'll just have to talk about it. So he's on the beach. Um, Scott Grimes. Are we buying this notebook thing? This, this is leak? true. This is true. This I, I swear to God, this is true. <laughs> okay, well, you never swear um, to God, especially in dealing with this right. type of uh, subject matter. <laughs> I know, I know, you wouldn't play with that. Well, right? Yeah. I, I mean, am... this is this is. If I'm wrong, I mean, I'll I'll make a deal with the devil right now, and I'll say no, I didn't do it. I didn't lie about the notebook. I also didn't take notes for this second segment, but I did take them for the first segment, and I still have them. So, oh, okay. It doesn't. I don't so, think it's going to help us, but just in case it comes <laughs> up, um, yeah. You know, like there's a note in here that would be helpful. Which is Moyle of the Year Award, and then a couple <laughs> question marks. <laughs> well, we we do find out that that's way at the end, though, so we shouldn't talk about that yet. But <laughs> just a hint, you know, that might come up later. <laughs> Although, I mean, if you haven't seen this yet, um, pause this episode and go to IMDb.com and watch minutes thirty to sixty of uh, Pearly Gates because you're you're just you're only you know, you're only, you know, uh, ruining it for yourself if you don't. 
Everybody should see this. Uh, so the, the, the 30 minutes starts. Uh, Scott Grimes is on the beach. Uh, he just took his run. And uh, the doctor friend comes and tells him he's going to die. The amount of time he says that he has left is weird. Like, he says it in a weird way. He says, like, uh, you have three, six months left. <laughs> and uh, I think he's saying he has six months or he's saying he has three to six months, but he doesn't say three to six. He says three, six months left. It means 18 months. Yeah. Is that... <laughs> Maybe so. Um, Especially after this deal. It's Hey. Uh, it's that classic, like, stupid <laughs> stupid bit where they say a number without a unit and then it's supposed to be like that's what I thought they were going where he'd be like he'd be like how long do I have he'd be like three and then Scott Grimes go three years and then the doctor would have to go no three months but then they just it's almost like that was in the script and the actor like refused to do it in the moment or something he's like three six months <laughs> yeah he couldn't even get into character and say it because it was the subject matter was so not funny to him which because i was gonna say i res- well if that's true then i respect that actor because um it's not a funny scott, joke you know when i think of scott dying <laughs> it doesn't make me want to laugh exactly no. yeah there's only one person who could make me laugh at the concept of scott dying and that's scott Scott could Scott could put a giggle in my belly. Yeah. <laughs> if he killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> that what you're saying? But like in like a funny way. <laughs> no, what like if, <laughs> Tim, what if what if Scott Grimes asked you to kill him? You knew he really wanted it. He was of sound mind and body and he, he right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, freedom. You know, free country, right? No, we have all the freedoms. You should be free to be murdered if you want it. Okay. How would you, Greggy? How would you kill Scott Grimes? He was like, "I need you to kill me, but I don't want to see it coming." Okay. How would you do it? He doesn't want to see it. He wants it to be a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um. Questions about this? (laughs) What's that? Can I ask a question about this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, is is part of the consideration that Greggy's going to have to try to get away with killing Scott Grimes? Like, does he have to not get found out? Is that part of it? Does Scott Grimes hold a press conference as like, <laughs> I'm letting Greggy kill me, and mm-hmm. it should be part of his freedoms. <laughs> I think if he did that, then I would agree to do it. Now, the way I would do it, that's a that's a tough question. Um, because, of course, Scott Grimes, he's a very funny man. He's a great singer. And he's also a great detective. I don't know. I think it would be very difficult to kill him in a way that he doesn't see coming, you know? Just because he's so smart. Um, is, he, is, he, is he known as a great detective? <laughs> Is that true? I remember him being a criminal. Yeah, he's he's known he's known as a great detective. Yeah, there's like an underground kind of thing that I guess I haven't really heard about. Here's my thing. Yeah, 
here's here's my thing. If I could get close enough to Scott Grimes to be able to kill him, I would already be that close to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. clearly, that's something that I have yet to figure out how to do. Um, I guess the way I would do it is, um, I would I would get a Russell Crowe dis- disguise, and then um, <laughs> I would play a song with him on like uh, James Corden or something like that. And in the middle of the performance, I would I would uh, turn around and I would I would say. Scott, how about a little Sunset Boulevard? But I, I would do it in in, a, in an accent, so I sounded like Russell Crowe. I would I would work on that for quite a long time as well. Like I would get the accent right. I can't do it now, so don't ask me. <laughs> I saw the look on you guys' faces. You're going to tell me to do the Scott or Russell Crowe accent. I well, can't could, do it yet. We but could I, do a little role play right now. We get like okay, <laughs> Sam okay. Sam Scott, right? Okay. Uh, this is like before the show. Okay. Oh right. my god, uh, you're like know. you're really hot. Thank you, thank you. All right, can you close the door? All right, get that fucking creep out of here. All right, Greggy. Um, I mean, no, Russell, Russell, baby. What's the name of our band? Um, uh, uh, indoor garden party. Is it? I think it is. Oh, I thought we were like something grunts or something like that. Oh uh, no, that's 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 Russell Crowe's other band. Why does oh, okay. Scott remember <laughs> the name of his own band? Why does he have to ask Russell? And if he's asking, he's not going to know if it's wrong. Greg, can well, say because anything. I'm in disguise as Scott Grimes, so I'm I'm asking Russell for information. No, no, because I'm on a mission well, to kill Russell Crowe. <laughs> So I'm there trying to kill Russell Crowe. Meanwhile, Greggy's there disguised as Russell Crowe trying to kill Scott Grimes. So I'm asking him, is this, am I in the right place? He's just going to kill Kevin? On Well, I mean, I guess if he succeeds, yeah. Like That'd be this. a cruel trick by Scott. <laughs> yeah. By Scott and Russell both. <laughs> they like him. <laughs> Wait, Scott, Scott secretly asked Greggy to kill him, but then also secretly asked Kevin to impersonate him as a way of getting Greggy to murder Kevin? Is that what? Well, I, I think Russell Crowe begged Kevin to kill him <laughs> in a way that he doesn't see coming. <laughs> and it's kind of a... And they, and they both were like, yeah. They both mentioned this... Uh, what, where are we? The James Corden show? They both You're mentioned right. that they were performing on that show uh-huh. at a certain time. They brought it up like vaguely, yeah. So uh, and then somehow uh, we end up and we, I don't know. I just uh, looked it up and it is indoor garden party. So oh, so my no. disguise is flawless right now. So boom, like you're dead. Right? I would hopefully <laughs> you're ready with the gun because as soon as I hear that you know the name of the band, <laughs> I kill Too you. Too bad though, because me, eight miles away on a rooftop. Bam! I shoot my sniper rifle. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the gun shooter. flies out of your hand. <laughs> I don't really remember anything else about this character. No, it, it wasn't that deep of a character. <laughs> There's a whole universe. It was all these uh, friends of shooter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Those were the days. Anyway, so yes, uh, Scott starts singing a song about how he's a, a superstar, 
and he doesn't want to die. And uh, yeah, he he goes from the beach. Uh, he runs around on the beach with his uh, his earbuds in. Uh, then suddenly he's back at home with the kids and his wife, and they all look kind of sad, except for the one girl <laughs> that is his actual daughter. <laughs> <laughs> who is like uh, really not doing a good job of looking sad at all. She's like smiling and almost <laughs> laughing, it seems like. <laughs> that was so weird. That's like the one thing I remember from this part of it. Oh, I didn't catch that. I have to rewatch. I have to look at this again. Yeah, the, you... the second time through, you know, it was after I I had rewatched that video <laughs> where Scott and his daughter go on that like Good Morning LA show or whatever, and oh, uh, the the host what? is very creepy to his daughter. Okay, I... so there's this video. <laughs> oh my god, uh, maybe we have to watch that, or at yeah. least you guys have to see. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What... You have to know the context and understand. Me and Greg, we watched this and. As soon as I saw this guy, I, I called it. I was like, this guy's giving me bad vibes. And then the video played out. Wait, the daughter is his actual daughter? The oldest daughter is his actual daughter. Oh, why? Why would they do that? Not sure. But it, I think it lends to my... Uh, I had some sort of theory that I was something about families i don't know um i'm just trying to give myself some credit for something that? that i don't even remember is that All like right, let's bob walk. barker mm, you, no, i wish a... <laughs> okay i'm screen sharing here we go are, are you guys on there yeah. yeah yeah okay let's see real life father and daughter this is real life here okay yes. the two of you 100 even though can't you tell yeah. the, the resemblance no <laughs> well, all i can say is mom must really be cute uh, yeah yeah oh, 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 oh good burn. Uh, real life uh, father and daughter scott and madison grimes play father and daughter in the new comedic musical pearly gates after scott's character learns he only has three months to live he's desperate to create a legacy and give his life meaning so here he is in a clip so that's what the having movie a is moment about. with madison Okay, this is a spoiler. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't see that part yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Each together? Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh no. Um, okay. Oh. I don't. Wow. Here's the part. This is what we're watching here. Sit here. You want to switch? Yeah, you can just sit up here. He's making this look teenage at his, girl his, like. Yeah, look at his hand. Watch his hands. How proud are you? So proud. Yeah. I'm so proud to have done, be able to say that I got to do a film with my daughter, really. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was that scene like? Well, it was very what? touching. First Why of all, is she sitting there? Doing it with your own father. Yeah. 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 You know, when you're very. doing it, it made it a little bit more real when you're sitting there singing. Because music creates an emotion for mm -hmm. all of us, right? Right. And to sit there on this beach and do this scene with my daughter looking at it, even though you're pretending that you're dying. I mean, are you keeping her a distance as an actor or is just suddenly... In the moment. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah, she, did her, she was great, man. You know, I just taught her how to treat people right on the set and everything else. She, she just has that talent. One thing he had to okay, teach really more spoilers. Nice we don't know who that guy is. Everything else she already knew, <laughs> he had to teach her how to be nice to people. Yeah, he yeah, taught her how to be nice. <laughs> Tutter, like, because there's nice in real life. There's nice that you just normally teach your daughter. And then you get to a movie set and then you realize that you have to teach a different kind of nice. I'm get, uh, you know? Basically, I think he's like, you're not some hot, hot movie actress and everybody's your little underling. You have to still be nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Greggy, you should um, have went down to the comments on that one, on that video. There's oh, a... should I have? Yeah. Anyone, oh, yeah. Anyone else think the old guy is a bit creepy with Madison? That's the number one uh, comment there. Oh, yeah. Lots of people say that. Male host I... is a creep. Okay, hmm. this one is fun. Uh, Melissa says, oh, my God, he's got kids my kid's age. Wow, he's amazing. I know I would rock his world. You and me both, Melissa. <laughs> That's why I said this is a. Uh, um, they're they're an Epstein uh, Gislaine combination, the yeah. old gray-haired man and the and the young woman, and they entrap uh, Scott Grimes' daughter in between them on the chair, make her sit up like a kid in a booster seat. So she must have been really successful and gotten a lot of roles since this, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she learned how to be nice. Exactly. And that's the number one thing, really. Every director's dream. A nice actor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Scott Graham's daughter. What more could you ask for? Right. I mean, that's. She's already won the lottery, so it, it's not a big deal whether or not she's ever been in another movie again or anything like that, you know? Because she's got Scott, and that's what you need. Scott Daddy's money. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, like, people, a lot of people are talking about how the uh, the theater experience is going to be after uh, COVID-19 and, like, what is going to get people back into theaters, get people want to actually risk you know because there's it's always going to be lingering you know and we're not going to know if the vaccine is, is fully you know like uh effective so when we go into these years we're going to need something that's actually going to be worth the risk and you hear you know okay scott grimes daughter madison is in this film and you say okay i don't need i honestly don't even need a mask if i lost <laughs> my mask on the way you know what i mean mm. i'm still going in she, yeah, she, Pearly Gates re-released to theaters. That's <laughs> going to get those butts in the seats. She was in a, one episode in 2007, so she must have been like a little kid of Without a Trace. So we could watch that episode. <laughs> she yeah. wonder if she got disappeared. <laughs> we should definitely we, watch that episode, I guess. Yeah, I think so. It, yeah. it probably will be hard to track down this episode of a TV show I, I've never heard of uh, from 13 TV years show? ago, but we can try for sure without a trace. Yeah, we'll it's about. That. I think we'll it's about that. kid disappearing kids. No, no, it's about a villainous yeah. magician who can disappear kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we got Wait. a little sidetracked. Yeah, here. I want what no, I want to say ahead. about this scene. Well, no, it's about the movie. Oh, um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I never in, should have doubted you, Miranda. I'm sorry. In in this scene, the oldest daughter, who's apparently Madison Grimes, is just smiling away, and everybody else is crying. <laughs> there's dialogue, and we're just be able to take it from context that he's telling them that he has three, six months to live. But because there was no sound and there was no captioning or anything, and his daughter was just smiling and kind of giggling. I didn't know if that's what was happening or not. It was weird. 
I couldn't tell if that's what it was supposed to be or not. I definitely, uh, I don't remember the laughing part, but I remember not being sure if he had told his uh, family that he's dying or if he was like covering it up somehow. Or yeah, if he was just like, "Thanks, family. This is the best birthday ever," or something. And then like some that. of them were like sad. For some, some were not. <laughs> I, I think what maybe happened was, and this some might think this is a joke, but uh, I think they told Madison. They say that she's like, "How should I act?" And they're like, "Act as if you know someone actually told you your dad was dying." And uh, you know, she did. Does that smile started cracking and just <laughs> started giggling? <laughs> The director's like, yes, yes. <laughs> so authentic. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah, did, is he telling? I think he must be because everybody's acting so sad. But I don't think he gets mentioned again, except for that the mayor says uh, they should do the Pearly Gates project because it's a man's dying wish. Uh, so he <laughs> must know about it at least. So, uh, yeah, I think he did tell. If he told the mayor, I think he would have told his family. I mean, eventually, it just, like, flashes forward then, right? And mm-hmm. it's, like, months later, and everybody already knows that he's dying. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess that last scene was supposed to be him telling his family that he's dying. But it was hard to tell. Also, it just, like, it goes forward a couple months. And it... oh, So much from the first 30 minutes just doesn't matter in this <laughs> section at all. Like, I don't know why, but I really thought that the wife car breaking down and her having to take public transportation and getting harassed by that man on the bus was going to matter somehow or like <laughs> have nope. a conclusion to that arc but instead it just like fast forwards a couple months it didn't matter mm-hmm. at all it could still matter well we haven't finished this thing yet uh, yeah i guess it could come <laughs> back we're gonna finish the last 30 minutes and be like well you know there could be a sequel uh, so <laughs> maybe, maybe some of this will eventually get answered but i think it's all uh like you know just this guy n- n- the guy who wrote this all he needed songs and he needed so he was just writing songs he was he's like she goes to the store yeah no we're doing a song at the store <laughs> we're gonna do a song over here yep he's like a um you know, like a band, their like first album after years of just playing around will have like all their best songs, even if they don't like fit together on an album. I feel like he wrote, he just thought that bus scene was so good or something. And it was like the first thing he wrote in a creative writing class. And he was like, I don't know what movie I'm doing, but there's going to be a singing scene on a bus where a woman is getting groped by these animals who ride the bus. And it's really funny. Say maybe at the end that we haven't seen yet, maybe maybe Scott Grimes dies and his wife marries the guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's in in his uh, post nuptial agreement. She has to marry that guy. (laughs) That's what she doesn't want to In the post nuptial agreement, it's it's written that she. As soon as he dies, she immediately has to enroll in Pearly Gates and go, <laughs> and go <laughs> into a home and stay away from um, what's his name, Todd's mom or whoever that guy's mom is. Oh or yeah, whatever. no the d- the Wait, dad, no, the dad, yeah, the dad <laughs> well, who gets the boner you know, pills. Stay yeah. away from whoever. Okay, so yes, uh, everybody's sad. 
Scott t tells everybody he's dying. And then it jumps forward uh, to Scott in the hospital. Uh, he's green now. And uh, he's watching the cancer channel. Um, there's like, they're having a cancer award ceremony that a guy is like talking at. He's watching this on TV. Um, and his sister is there and they have a little uh, back and forth about uh, how, how he's always uh, had to be better than her. Um, weird, a weird talk they had together, but the, you know, uh, brothers and sisters, it can be like that sometimes. Natural dialogue. That's how I talk with my sister. <laughs> what would like an example of a conversation with your sister be like? Oh, she'll be like, oh, I bought a Civic and I'll be like, okay, well, here I go to the Acura dealership. You know, that just that kind of a thing. Yeah, that kind of dynamic. Yeah. She'll be yeah. like, hey, I got a job. Better and... than a Civic? What's that? Acura is better than a Civic? Yeah. You really think this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just in terms of, like, you know, cost. I don't know. I, I can't really compare the quality I've never owned either. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in an Acura, so I can just come out and say that. Mm. No, I never will. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Keep him away from me. Yeah, so, uh, yes, he was in the hospital. Then he's got to go. I guess, wait, what does he do from the hospital? I don't think he has a meeting with the mayor, does he? He's, like, talking about how he has to have a meeting with the mayor. I think I think one important thing is in the hospital when he's talking to his sister. That's when the postnuptial comes up, right? Mm. That because she's a lawyer and he's like, I want you to write up a postnuptial for me so that my wife can't give my money to her next husband. And she's like, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> like that's not. thing, right? <laughs> and and then and then Scott Grimes is like, well, write it up, and then. That it just happens, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, okay. It, is it a postnuptial if someone dies? I think it would just be your will, wouldn't it? I don't know. Yeah. So they you could maybe put unless they get divorced as they he's dying. <laughs> hey, Scott Grimes knows a thing or two about divorce. Uh, um. Uh, he's been served with papers three times, but only been divorced twice. So, uh, you know, he's getting better, oh. I guess. That's a um, cool little thing that we all know. <laughs> do you think Madison gets along or got along with Adrian? They're uh, still together. Yeah, oh, they, they got, are. I thought they, they got. Oh. Yeah, they undid their divorce. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the next week or something. Oh, well, that's too bad. Why did he do that? It's a little scoop for our we listeners. We hate her, remember? <laughs> uh, we went we went to the drive-in like a couple weeks ago, and we watched John Wick at the drive-in, and Adrian Palicki came on screen, and I was like, "She's from the Orville, and she's married to Scott Grimes." <laughs> I was like freaking out. <laughs> like you might you might want to say like she's from Friday Night Lights. She was like critically, critically praised. No, I was like that's Scott Grimes' wife on this movie screen. In, in terms of being unable to relate to people around us um i was 
with all the people my immediate family and my aunt and uncle and they were playing um my uncle played like i don't know he he's like very patriotic so he played like some like troops singing an acapella version of um god bless the usa and then after that died down uh someone asked me like what type of music i listened to and i was like well, like parody versions of that song, mostly. <laughs> then they were like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Well, really, I'm not, I insist on not playing it because it's all deep, deep references to the Orville." But there's a great song called "God Bless Seth MacFarlane" out there. And that's the only song you listen to. <laughs> yeah, well, that got me out of the question of having to talk about the music I listen to. Yeah, that's true. That's a well, I mean, er, you could have been talking about earlier. You were talking about how much you know about how bands do when they <laughs> they put an album album together. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw Miranda nodding like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so then I knew it was legit. <laughs> so when you said they they just put a bunch of songs on an album, even if they don't really go together, like you think that every other album is a concept album or something. <laughs> Most albums out there, are like Even listening albums. to albums, he's like throwing them out his window. He's like, This isn't cohesive, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ties together, whether lyrically or instrumentally. This is just, I don't understand the plot of this album. <laughs> Tim could have just told him that you don't know how to listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, I the thing I said was that I liked your song, Kevin. So yeah, oh, Kevin. Man. Oh shit. Well, I mean, I get not, to be mad, not you. It's, it's not doing too great on uh, the charts, <laughs> on the YouTube charts. I do think about if somebody. I do hope somebody at some point just has just happened upon that song. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hoping there are people out there that well, just. Well, Seth, are... I hope Seth is happy <laughs> yeah. upon the song. I'm sure he types that in his. I'm sure he types "God bless <laughs> Seth MacFarlane" just to see if anybody's wrote written about him. That's what he searches on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> trying to f- trying to find some real fans. <laughs> uh, there is definitely going to be a meeting with the mayor because the mayor is uh, in his office uh, with like his underling or something, and they sing a song about. Um, how evil they are and how much they want to have old people's money. And uh, we need th- their gold from their golden years. Um, when they brought yeah. that back on this, when we were doing it on the stream, that was like a big moment for me. Like, wow, I can't believe they said it. Yeah. Well, tell the, tell the listeners what happened. Cause I kind of don't remember, but I remember. Okay. Being- so, oh. So the devil is in hell, a.k.a. his office, and he's putting together a plan with the worst devil, right? Like, the guy who's the real devil. <laughs> like, the yeah, guy that like, the devil's like, whoa, you're too extreme, man. Yeah, the devil it's like, on the devil's shoulder. Exactly, yes. Everybody has an angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder. And this is the devil on the devil's shoulder that's whispering in his ear, telling him, um, they should grind up old people for money or something. He's like, their bones can become gold. <laughs> <laughs> but they sing a song. 
Well, just like he he says, or maybe he sings, we need the gold from their golden years. And I assume that all four of us were like, holy shit, they did do it on purpose. <laughs> they did make it confusing on purpose. Yeah, they want the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you didn't listen to the first episode, the old, the old, the greatest generation was crying for people to understand that there's these evil people out there that want their gold, but they <laughs> want their gold. They want their own gold, but there's society is stealing their gold. <laughs> and we are like, I don't know if that's true. But then we see the under the evil underbelly of our society and the people that are in these positions of power, and they're literally singing in their offices that they <laughs> must steal the gold from the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't make sense because they want nothing to do with the old people. Like they're not stealing money from them; they're just not building affordable housing for them right their pensions are the gold yeah the, i heard them mention pensions and it was really not clear to me i thought it was like we don't want to build this affordable housing option for them because we want to take their money so maybe they also own the other retirement homes and maybe. they just have probably honestly they probably have like a fundamental uh misunderstanding of how the pearly gates model works and how efficient it is and how it, it even they'll be actually making gold like mm-hmm. the old people will have their gold they'll be getting gold it's fucking king midas is might as well be scott grimes well like the devil's devil says like uh not in my backyard is what all the voters will say if you want to be mayor you can't vote for you can't do pearly gates because people will vote you out of office. Um, nobody wants smelly old people in their neighborhood. And that is what the E actually says. And nobody wants a retirement home to move into their community and start causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're always out in the streets, stinking up the streets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, like um, he, honestly, he, they don't understand that the Pearly Gates model offers like a whole community, uh, interactive community. Like they, it's like a bubble. It's basically like the NBA bubble, um, kind of scenario where you're not even going to get that smell in in the surrounding area. <laughs> they're not going to spread that. Well, they're getting the special tall tubs that you can open and close, so. The, the old people aren't going to smell. It's going to be fine. And they're going to be on the internet all the time so their minds don't go. Yeah, this is a 5G community. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's why he was late. He was meeting with the architect who uh, was getting the plans all wrong. He was oh, fucking it yeah. up big time. Um, He wanted the doors to open the wrong way, uh, which was... Like, that's the way coding works or something? It has to open that way for some reason? It seemed like the architect was saying. Uh, but that doesn't work for the old people, because if they fall, then you can't open the door, because they'll be up against the door, and then you can't save them. Okay, this uh, yeah, was he... weird, because they're like, they're, like, talking to vendors, and they're being like, we have to get the best bathtubs, or whatever. 
But then in the next scene, you find out that they like they don't even have approval to build this thing. Like, why are they ordering all of this stuff for Pearly Gates when they don't even have permission to do it? Well, I think they're just they're doing a lot of the the planning and research. And plus, I think they had like some sort of like tacit ap- approval from the mayor. They thought that this was going to be definitely. He didn't think that there was going to be any kind of no, you know underhanded gold stealing. You honestly, know? that's on them. That's on them. Yeah, the mayor, that's true. The mayor never promised not to steal the gold. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, with those big uh, horns coming out of his head and that <laughs> spiky tail, <laughs> I don't know why they trusted him for a second. <laughs> Honestly, they kept singing at the mayor about the gold. What did they expect <laughs> was going to happen? She's like, I had no idea <laughs> that this resource was lying right under us the whole time. <laughs> Old gold. <laughs> it's basically the new gold rush, uh, right? That's something we can uh, compare this to, right? Yeah. 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 Gold Rush it's, 2020. This movie like if you like the tv show deadwood you'll like pearly gates <laughs> yes basically just, the same thing i just thought of something the mayor basically was like if you send me a thousand dollars i'll turn it into two thousand if you just buy it in bitcoin and send it to this bitcoin number <laughs> you guys remember that hack that happened recently the i did mayor? the, uh, yeah, la- the la- last that? episode i brought up the tiktok uh zoomers uh the tiktok uh who bought the tickets so this episode i'm bringing up the hat the bitcoin hat you and you're that? saying that you're saying that the mayor is probably verified on twitter so he <laughs> yes and the mayor couldn't tweet for a couple of hours so it was a big uh i think that was maybe uh scott grimes's daughter was it's probably like a subplot that didn't get shot but i think in universe she's tweeting on her phone like brb and she's in there like what the fuck is this person saying but then eventually she's like checking twitter and she's like oh the mayor can't tweet because he's verified and he got bitcoin hacked okay yeah how much how much bitcoin did you lose in that kev (laughs) buddy dr lim is fucking up my ass about the amount of bitcoin that i lost (laughs) He is going crazy. Oh, He's God. Sending... You don't want to get in with Dr. Lim. That yeah. was a bad move, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, <laughs> trying to find a way to get up out of this. Bought a lot of... Uh... He's got super... He's got, like, Jedi powers. <laughs> I can feel, like, honestly, sometimes I, I think I have, like, like tightness in my chest. And I think it's because I keep going to the movie theater without my mask to see <laughs> Scott Grimes. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it's really because he's uh, on the other side of the globe using his magic powers to give me the limb hug, as he calls it, where he hugs you, <laughs> he hugs you so hard and he makes your chest tight. Is this tracking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I follow. I think that's right. <laughs> For doing that? Yeah, my, <laughs> my garage is full of Ganoderma right now. He just keeps sending me, and I say, no, don't do it. I, I don't, like, my, my friends and family have said they don't want to buy it from me or whatever, and he says it's it's good for you, and he sends it to me anyway, and he, he takes the money out of my bank account. I've been, I made a ton of money packaging up Ganoderma for my downstreams, 
at <laughs> um in exact like uh stimulus unemployment quantities i was like this is the 600 dollars a week subscription mm-hmm. that goes until mid-july um and then basically i just guilt them into they say like i can't really afford that right now like i lost my job and i've got like hell you know a lot of concerns yeah. like yeah i know i know but Quarantine. you know I know you're making an extra six hundred bucks a week in unemployment, so you say you got you gotta say like okay. well, do you wanna get COVID? <laughs> if you don't wanna get it, you know. You're just yeah. sending sending like a um hospital bills and stuff and be like, This could be you, you know? You're sending them links to those stories yeah. about the person like with the million dollar COVID bill. <laughs> like this yeah. could, think about it, that's way worse than just the you know, six hundred a month. And plus, you have their socials, so you and you've been checking on the website, so you know that they have uh, they received their checks. Oh yeah, and I'm going through their mail. <laughs> so actually, I mostly some not a lot of people took me up on that, and the people who didn't take me up on it, I just kind of cut out the middleman, and I just took the checks out of their mail and <laughs> digitally deposited <laughs> them. But I did send them the Ganoderma, so. It's you might as well drop it off by hand, you know. <laughs> oh, you're I'm right there. You can't just hang on to it. You can't. You can't let that stuff pile up. You're gonna end up like Greggy. You gotta give them the Ganoderma. <laughs> Did you guys see that the uh, the verified accounts on that that new website Parlor? They got hacked, and the hackers were asking, asking for Mingo coin. <laughs> No, um, I hadn't. Uh, yeah, actually, I did hear about that. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible because I think Lim actually recently partnered with Hashcraft, right? So <laughs> this is for all our new listeners. <laughs> I have to go. I don't really remember what the deal with Mingo Coin was. I was, I need to go I was watch. actually actively hoping that Mingo Coin wouldn't come up because I was like. <laughs> I know that's something, but I don't remember what it is. It's a very limited lore, too. It's just one video of a guy walking on like empty streets in Ireland saying, Hi, my name's Shawnee. We took this yeah. thing from Shanghai to DC, from DC to LA to Honolulu. We partnered with Hashcraft and uh, Subtract. <laughs> And and then he's like, and he just keeps like walking. He's like out of breath, and it's just it's that's the that's the end of the lore. Mm-hmm. All I can find are is a ten second ad and a forty five second ad for Mingo Coin on Vimeo. Yeah, let's just Vimeo. leave it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that. trying to like search for it, and the only thing that came up was people on Reddit being like. What happened to Mingo Coin? Where's my money? <laughs> oh no! Maybe the mayor stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott is late to uh, his his very short son's football game uh, because he's meeting with the architect. Uh, but the the son he does a great play that uh, that, that Scott misses. Also, a weird thing is. Like they're talking in the stands while the son is playing uh, football, and uh, Scott's sister, like, uh, is talking to his daughter about uh, how she sees a cute boy and she likes the cute boy, and she says, 
well, I'm I'm not a lesbian, but I did fool around a little in in college. And her father is sitting like right behind them, and he like smiles and he, he goes, "Oh, okay." When she says <laughs> this, like you learn something new every day. Okay, you know, this is the past. <laughs> this is kind of how he nods. <laughs> like he Which takes is, it in, you know, in that's really nice. good, in a good way. Yeah, he's like, "Okay, yeah. cool, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Very supportive. Mm-hmm. I I have to admit, I did. I did kind of legitimately laugh, not like really, but I didn't hate the joke where they just showed the what's being recorded on the video camera, and it's like not at all right. That right. I like that. What? That was my favorite part of the movie by far. I don't know like, what happens. They're like, <laughs> he's in whatever his name is. He's in, film it, and then they're like, oh, he got the ball, and then they kind of show like the footage from the camcorder that she's holding and scott grimes is like film it film it i gotta watch that and then it's just like not on the action and then it's up filming the sky for a while and it basically gets none of the play but but it's like a like a like a really bizarre scene as far as the timing goes and and what is supposed to be like being conveyed to us because he's on the phone He's like, I'm almost there. I'm trying to get there. She, and he's like, oh, Scotty's short son is in, whatever his name. And she's like, <laughs> he's like, film it, film it. And she's, he's, she starts filming it. Like you said, it's, you know, jumbled and she's not getting a good filming of it. But he's reacting as if he sees her fucking <laughs> yeah. up the film. And he's yeah. like, what? he's like, <laughs> and then like, it, it, like, it's almost as if as soon as he crosses into the end zone, he pulls up in his nice car, mm-hmm. looks at the family like on the bleachers, like, and then just reverses out and leaves. Like he's mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he's it there. Tur- Why doesn't he go say like, "Ah, oh, I heard you did great, son." Like, oh <laughs> man, I nothing. He's just like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> and it turns out it's like the last play of the game so there was like 10, 10 seconds left so he was like you know oh I'm I'm running late I'm like 15 minutes away and they look up at the scoreboard and there's like 3 minutes left in the game <laughs> and then he finally gets there like it seemed like he kind of could have seen the very end of the play that's what I thought too he got out and ran over and then we get Moody, Moody Scott for the next five or ten minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the rest of it that I have seen, he's Moody. <laughs> yeah, up, he's Tim? pretty Moody from here. No, on. no, he's 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 doing his great joke routines at the Moyle acceptance. True. I mean, oh, even yeah. though I mean, it's kind of melancholy. Like, uh, you know, because he's he's getting this great award. This is jumping ahead. We we do. He, we can't skip the part where he makes a deal with the devil. But Does he? He, <laughs> it's right after movie. this, right after he right, right after he misses his son. Right. He, right after that, he goes what? and gets drunk on the beach uh, and then decides to dig his own grave with a sign <laughs> that he finds. He's using it as a shovel um, and uh, he passes out in this hole. And the devil comes along and says, uh, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you want. And he says, I just want one more the year. Mayor. Yeah, it it's is the, the mayor. mayor. He's, yeah. He's not really dressed like the devil, is he? Well, he just looks here's like the, the big, here's the thing is that 
and this is actually kind of some sort of like deep meta commentary is that the mayor it's actually a police officer right and the police officer is actually the mayor who's actually the devil which kind of gives you like a peek at the power structure it goes devil mayor police officer and they're all working in tandem okay fair enough yes but my question is you know he's he says i want he's like he's like i want one more year or whatever and then the mayor devil is like okay and then and then scott grimes says out loud wow i just made a deal with the devil which it seems like they should have shown us that he was the devil instead of just having scott grimes say like by the way that's the devil i (laughs) how does he even know that that's the devil why wouldn't he just be like how the mayor has given me another year to live (laughs) well well a clear sign of the devil is a badge and a gun okay and uh (laughs) but no that's just uh but to be more serious uh for talking about this film here um I, uh, well, I don't have anything serious to say. Uh, I just had that joke. <laughs> well, there, there are all these biblical themes. You've got the pearly gates. Um, you've got the the uh, purgatory stand-up routine. Um, you've got the, uh, you know, Scott Grimes. Uh, he, he's uh, contemplating his mortality, everything like this. So he's got death on the mind. So it is a big jump uh, to see the mayor, who is not the mayor, by the way. Uh, he says... Uh, Scott says, uh, give me one more year. He says, all right, I can do that for you. Give me your hand. Uh, and he reaches down to pull him up. When Scott takes the hand, uh, the, the mayor transforms into the police officer. And he says, oh, I, th- I just made a deal with the devil. Um, so, yes, he's thinking about his death. He's thinking about the pearly gates. He's thinking about all these things. Um, so so devil, it is a big jump. The devil makes a deal with the citizens. And that mm-hmm. manifests a police officer. Right. And right. that's the kind of like uh, kind of dynamic yes. going on. Well, I was going to say the deal that the devil makes is no way beneficial for the devil. It's a very pro Scott deal. Scott's like he's using some sort of his own Jedi mind trick because he's like, I want another year. And the devil's like, oh, OK, <laughs> whatever you say, boss, you know, here's a year. You got an extra year. <laughs> And and then he's like, yeah, that's it. that the devil gets his soul or something. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing about the devil is he makes you think you're getting a good deal and it never yeah. pays off. Yeah, Kevin, come on. Don't don't talk like that until you've seen the whole movie. <laughs> I think you're going to come off really stupid in part three. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think that Scott Carter's going to end this movie in hell. There's a trap door at, at the at the stage <laughs> where he's doing a moil bit, and then he falls through and lands on the devil. <laughs> also, um, I don't think the devil is really a thing in Judaism. Isn't that more of a Christian uh, thing? I don't know. Well, Scott is Jewish? half Catholic or whatever that priest was. No, he's not half Catholic. He's he's. I know, I know. I mean, he he semi converted when when that that priest taught him about yeah. basketball or humor or whatever. I don't know. That part was not clear. Do you want, do you want me to see if if Eli has an answer to this? Yes, yes please do. Okay. 
Oh, oh wow. We're going to get. Okay, this is cool. This is what podcasting is all about. Okay, you, you guys can can't see this. this. Yes, uh, but Miranda <laughs> is is going through her uh, house here. She's going to find Eli. She's going to ask him the big question about the devil, I think. She's popping the big one. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting down. On okay, what's up? Oh, we lost um, the video. I think the talking? Wi-Fi is not as good in this room that she's gone to Eli to. Eli, are you downloading videos again? <laughs> the the Wi-Fi is not good here. Uh, <laughs> can you hear me? I can yeah, hear you. Yeah, we can yeah, hear yeah. pretty Eli, well. Welcome yeah. to gonna, the officially Orville like, podcast. Your first appearance. <laughs> I've wondered this about. Like the answer is like not really. The answer is no. But I also like wonder, like, does Christianity have a devil? Like, is that in the New Testament? You don't know this. But no, I'm asking about Christianity. Does Christianity have like a devil? Like, is that like in the New Testament? I think so. I don't Tim's think, the most I don't think we all collectively imagined it. No that idea. That was part of Christianity. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm thinking like. I feel like the devil's like made up. I feel like that's like that all comes from like Paradise Lost, and none of that is like in the actual Bible. Yeah, uh, not in the Old Testament. Seems plausible. In the it's New Testament, in... yeah, I guess so. Like I don't know. I didn't read that until I was in college. <laughs> there's no hell in like the in the Old Testament, and I think like there's like serpents and stuff, but there's no devil. Yeah, make a deal with the devil. You're basically just conning somebody because they could, they can never even put you in hell. <laughs> who, who is the? Who yeah, is the, that sounds anti-Semitic, but yeah. <laughs> no. <Who's> the, <laughs> who plays the snake in the Garden of Eden? Yeah, yeah, the serpent. God, I just but, want to make. I just want to clear up how not anti-Semitic that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have time for you to clear that up. Okay, we're just gonna let the viewers uh, make of it their own. Okay, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the de- devil stuff is like You're breaking up. It sounds like you said I want to clear up how anti-Semitic that was. that. <laughs> oh, the Wi-Fi is so bad here. We can't we can't go into it. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it is correct that a lot of a lot of the the devil stuff uh, is like extended Bible universe. It's not necessarily like stuff that you can actually go into the Bible and uh, study up on. I guess we should have had uh, Houston on to talk about this because he is uh, he did go to seminary school, you know. Yeah, maybe we should have Houston and Eli on, and they can settle this. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to stay yes. really far away from In the conversation. Three. <laughs> yes. No, this is a good idea. Eli, look, let's be clear here. Eli said the devil wasn't real, so I said, oh. <laughs> and we were. I don't think he understood that Scott Grimes made a deal with the devil. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have the context that we have going into that question that I gave him, so I can understand how maybe he just heard that and said, what the fuck? But well, I need to, you really... I, you better, hope he, you better hope he <laughs> listens to this whole episode and, and doesn't just keep assuming you're anti-Semitic. Yeah. Uh, oh, you man, better, you better hope that this is a one episode that he listens to. 
<laughs> you know, I thought at least Miranda had watched. He had watched this uh, this thirty minutes with Miranda, but I guess not. No, he no. I've shown him some clips. Well, show him the one where uh, Scott Grimes makes a deal with the devil, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he says, "I made a deal with the devil." He goes to jail. Um, he, he he calls Corey, of course, to bail him out of jail. Um, she takes him to her house and says that uh, his she spoke to his wife. She's okay with everything. Um, you know, it's a lot to take in right now, but she's okay with it. And then Scott Grimes, uh, uh, they have a, a fun little moment where he like uh, says, "I saw the devil." And then she says, oh, I believe you. Of course you did. And then he falls immediately to sleep and she sings a song about how, like, he saved her life or something. It's a very weird song. I don't really remember this song. (laughs) Maybe this was just in Greggy's version. (laughs) No, this is real. Uh, Go back and watch it. You'll see it. Um, Corey sings to him as he sleeps. Uh, She says... It's a very weird scene because it seems like a scene, like I said last episode, where like they're supposed to have some sort of relationship, but they took that out because he goes to her in like his time of most like pain and need, and she's like the one to like comfort him and show him like affection and love, and when it should clearly be his family and wife, you know. Um, so it's very weird. It's very like, I, do you have some lyrics, Greggy? <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I, could, could you sing us the best part of the song? <laughs> so that's why we. Okay, you guys are busting my balls. The reason why this episode is taking so long to um to come out is because I was supposed to get off book on this song. And I was supposed to sing it here on this episode, and I I can't do it. Okay, I don't have the chops. I admit it. Okay, you guys, you can stop. Um, you can stop messing with me. You can stop giving me the third degree. I just can't sing this beautiful song that that uh, Corey was able to sing. But just like one line. <laughs> uh, there is one part where she's like, I don't. It did seem like heavily implied that they had had a relationship before during this song. I thought. Uh, like did, uh, did he say something like he freed me to like love or something like that. Like yeah, something... she says something very much like that, and like uh, he touched my hand or or something like that, and uh, he freed me and and he didn't judge me and all this stuff. Very weird, very weird song. I guess we just don't know the backstory of Corey. Just a great friend slash personal <laughs> assistant. Yes. Uh, Eventually, he goes back home where the family is having an awful time. Everybody is fighting with each other. Um, The one, the little brother, calls Madison Grimes a B-word. I'm not going to say it. He says the B-word, though. I'm not allowed to say it, but he does. No, it's the little girl says it. Oh, okay, the little girl says it. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say that one either. But it was the other B word I'm not allowed to say. Beelzebub. Um, and and Scott thinks, or or I don't know if Scott thinks this, but I did think, you know, maybe this deal with the devil is spread to the the kids and the family as well. You know, like 
his his whole life is being turned upside down because of this very real deal with the devil he did. Yeah. Can you, Miranda, can you like uh, go back to Eli, see if, if a family does a deal with the devil, does it spread to the children as well? <laughs> oh. No, I'm not going to ask no. him that. Yeah. He's not our theological correspondent. <laughs> no. I just want another chance with Eli trying to make things right. <laughs> But that's when Scott's dad shows up. Uh, he's rented a limo to take Scott to the uh, the Moyle of the Year Awards. Um, big don't scene, they, one we've all been waiting don't, for. Don't they first? Isn't this? Isn't that same morning the same morning where he like randomly leaves to go get a kite out of a tree? That's uh, on the way out of the. Maybe. Because I think he's still in his like pajamas when he falls out of the ladder. Oh, you're right. You're right. And yes, then the he wife, is in his pajamas. It doesn't make any sense. He just abandoned her to go get. The, was the kite in part one? I don't remember it. Maybe at some point must have been right. Well, remember that that whole part was like <laughs> before a big time jump too. So. Uh, it doesn't seem that urgent for him to go get this uh, this kite at this point. Um, and then he f- he f- falls off the ladder, but he has the kite. She runs over to see if he's okay. I guess she doesn't really see if he's okay. And then she says she'll um, sign the post nup. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I see what you're <laughs> see what you're going through. This kite situation, so uh, <laughs> yeah, she thinks with the kite and him keeping on talking about how he saw the devil and stuff, this is all <laughs> acting out to get her to sign this postnuptial agreement. <laughs> and she's going to give in and give him what he wants <laughs> and reward this behavior, <laughs> yeah. So, dad comes, he says, Let's go, Moil the Year Award time. Uh, he- <laughs> Yeah, I, what, as I watched it the second time, he does hand a thing to his daughter, and uh, I thought, that's weird. What What is that all about? But I just must have been zoning out when he went and got the kite, and that's what it is. She looks at it like like he's insane when he, when he hands it to her, uh, which this is all adding up now. I don't remember when the scene is, but there is a scene where the whole family's mad at him. I, I think it's right after the B-word thing. And like the daughter wa- walks out, and she's like, "Where the?" F-? She doesn't say. This. She's basically like, "Where the hell have you been, Dad? Like, where have you been this whole time, huh?" Or like, "Why are you in? Why are you all green, huh?" And th- she <laughs> she says it to him in a way that, like Miranda said earlier, where I'm thinking, do, "Is do the kids even know that he's dying? Like, why are they so mean <laughs> to him?" <laughs> I think like they if- do know, but I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent certain. Well, when Scott was telling her, it didn't seem like she really got it because she was just smiling the whole time, you know. But maybe that's not what he was telling them. Maybe he just like went went home oh, and yeah. told them some jokes, like part of his stand-up routine or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they all looked like they she were going was, to cry. Was cracking up. <laughs> some of them canceled him, and some liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, you're not exactly. going to believe it. My name is Dick Wiener, <laughs> and I'm a moil. And 
and three of them are crying because they're like dad stop talking about this like stop telling this joke again but the but the daughter has a special bond so she's like this this gets me every time he probably had like a uh a good chunk on how his short son <laughs> but how his short son's never gonna grow and that's that's specifically how why he was crying <laughs> Like, Dad, stop. You're being mean. The oldest daughter's like, he has finally. <laughs> you roast his ass. <laughs> the chains are off. Uh, he finally gets to the Moil of the Year award. Wait, uh, not yet, though, but not yet. Okay, Sorry. okay. There yeah. is one other thing I wanted to mention, which is they do a series of gags about how the chauffeur is like, kind of not a real human because he's a chauffeur where they were like what's up cabbie and they're like uh, actually i'm a chauffeur and they're like whatever cabbie take us to the place and then when he lets <laughs> them out they is this real <laughs> yeah. yeah and then when he lets them out they yell like at him like i'm late i gotta go like it's not his fault and he already knows yeah. that you're late isn't he like a professional like a driver like a a limo driver, like a limo driver yeah. yeah. Yep. Very weird then. Yeah, there. And I remember, I remember pointing out that he's dressed like he's in the Matrix. He's <laughs> he's he's dressed like a uh, like an agent. No, he's dressed like the key master, and I think in Reloaded, oh, okay. when <laughs> the guy when he goes to the dojo, that like one dojo, and they're fighting on the tables and stuff, and then he's like, "I'll let you see the Oracle." Yep. Specifically, looks like that guy. Okay. Yeah. We all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then when at the after the ceremony, uh, when when Scott says, "Why don't we go by the old place and we'll we'll have a a Reuben at the deli, the Jewish deli," <laughs> he uh, he makes sure to mention. And uh, the the dad says, eh, "Well, if it's all right with you," to the to the driver, and he says, eh, "It's your dime, sir." Uh, so yeah, I guess he's oh. getting his, his looks back. Well, we in. missed the Moil of the Year award. There was a uh, right. We have to get we have to get to the Moil of the Year award, uh, MC'd by Larry Miller, um, who oh yeah, who has really great, really great jokes here. Um, he says, uh, you know, we don't we don't just cut them off, and we cut them off forever. Uh, what what does he say? I've got a clip of it here. Let me let me just play oh, it in my perfect. own ears. So. <laughs> like my realtor is asking to be in, is asking me to be in a movie. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't say no because what if he fucks me over on this real estate deal? He we says don't we don't know, we don't cut it off. We don't cut it off forever. We give, we awards give awards for how well we cut it off. Please welcome to the okay, stage. So oh no, don't tell me do. that's not a sense of humor. Please welcome. Please welcome winner of the yearly Moil of the Year Awards. Please welcome Dr. Richard Dr. Dick Weiner, he says. Yeah. The yearly... He said Richard. I remember he oh, said right. Richard. Okay. And then he shakes uh, Scott's hand and then he walks yeah. not only off screen, but off set into his car. <laughs> He's on the phone. Yeah. 
with a new realtor and <laughs> I need a new realtor because my old one's making me do a weird movie. <laughs> it's so funny that even there's like a they got a different coverage of the shot when like after they shake hands then it switches like a close up on the side of Scott and you see Larry walking away. But for the eagle-eyed viewers, they know that there was actually a Larry Miller body double that was walking away <laughs> because he was not staying just for you to get coverage of the back of his head. No, they got some other no guy to do that. I I yep. thought for most of for all of Larry's bit and most of Scott's thing that they just like forgot to put a laugh track in because they're yes. telling jokes confidently and like. The actors are reacting as if these jokes are landing, but there's no sound coming from the audience. None at all, yeah. But then Scott's final joke gets a laugh. So I guess the implication is they weren't getting laughs. <laughs> no, Nobody liked those previous jokes. <laughs> yeah. Just that last one. Or maybe at his falling out with Larry, he like <laughs> re-edited it and, and took out all the laughs to be like, no one's laughing at your jokes, Larry. He didn't stay yeah. for the extra scene. Well, you can tell Scott is sick at this point because he is, he's, he's not, you know, in every other chance that he's gotten to uh, expound upon, you know, how he's, he's Dick Wiener and he loves, he loves dicks and everything. Uh, he, he makes barely any jokes in this, his little speech here. Um, he just tells a little story about how, uh, a kid thought that circumcision was criticized. Uh, yeah. Not a not a good. I mean, it it doesn't really sound similar that much, but I guess you know kids are stupid, so maybe that could happen. Um, there's a couple things that just about this that I wanted to talk about is uh, that this is the Moyle of the Year award, and uh, you he only brings his father with him to the Moyle of the Year. <laughs> And not his son. I mean, at least, you know, you would think that that would be something that they would. I mean, if if this is going to be just like, it, OK, like, I would say bring the whole family, but I'm thinking maybe there's some sort of <laughs> only the circumcised members of the family should go. Oh. <laughs> but, OK, you know. Um, but so maybe he's not. Maybe yeah. He's not. Yeah. Yeah, his wife isn't Jewish, so maybe she yeah. put her foot well, down and said, "No way." I don't want to get into maybe that. He's like, put, maybe she... he's like, um, "I can't, I can't perform on my own son." You know, just like a doctor couldn't do it. And then he's like, oh. well, "I'm the best model around. I don't trust anybody else to do it." Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> we have to wait until the son comes of age <laughs> and apprentices as a moil, and then he can moil himself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what I wanted to get lure this, this thought to lead. Hey, you brought I just thought it was weird that he didn't bring his whole family, you know, to his big award ceremony for his yeah. job. But it, maybe it's like his since it's his third job or something. Wins Moil, he wins Moil of the Year every year. He wins <laughs> this award every year. They're probably really sick of it. And his dad has dementia or something, so he it's probably yeah. new to him. <laughs> and Larry Miller does that hilarious joke every year. And it's like, you get used to it. it nobody is laughing anymore because they've all heard it before. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's no laugh track there. <laughs> 
dad's really nice. I think he's my favorite character. He comes in and he says, hey, little son, little boy, you, you did a big catch and you're going to be tall one day. And, hey, girl, you're cool, too. You know, he's just a nice guy. And he's like, hey, son, come on, let's go to the show. And then after the show, he sings this beautiful song. He's like, do you believe in kite strings? Oh, paper yeah. and sticks oh. and a piece of paper <laughs> with a string. Fly out around in the kite. It's a really beautiful father son and then Do they you remember kite strings, <laughs> paper and sticks. <laughs> I wish my dad would sing that song. <laughs> uh, now I feel awful for not learning my song I was supposed to learn. And Kevin Guy is so perfect. This, this uh, maybe not the exact lyrics. <laughs> oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I let you guys down. I, I apologize. Uh, so then they, they're they like, oh, I can smell the deli from here. And then they see the burned down <laughs> church. Yes. And uh, uh, Scott and gets out of the car to go look at it. I think they do another song. I didn't really pay attention at this part. That's the kite string song. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He starts singing as he's like walking he into the church. Yeah. He's like, but I remember I think... kite string. <laughs> <laughs> But that's where it ends, and we're stuck on a cliffhanger to find out what happened to this church. How could this happen? And where is the priest? Did he do it? Who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait to find out in the l- final 30 minutes of uh, Pearly Gates. Oh, this is a stupid but it was funny if he finds, like, <laughs> scratched on the window, like a picture of a snowman, and it says, hello, <laughs> Mr. Police. <laughs> Does you guys remember the movie The Snow? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> they incorporated that movie. Yeah. This somehow. Yeah. Well, call me, I would call me Hollywood. I got ideas. <laughs> They're mostly from the Snowman movie. <laughs> Uh, so I guess I don't know. Do we have any final thoughts about this before we rate this ep- this uh, this thirty minutes of this movie? Uh, this thirty minutes was so much worse than the first thirty minutes. I mean, the first thirty minutes was like really f- fun and weird, and the second yeah. thirty minutes was not fun. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well. You've got well, your, you know, your establishment there. And then now, you know, all the problems are starting to come up for our character. We love so much Scott Grimes. But then in the end, uh, he, he'll he'll turn around and he'll um, he'll he'll triumph in the end. I think I hope. I mean, that's my prediction for the final three minutes. I do think it's very funny how. We set, we broke this up into 30 minutes and how like literally at the 30 minute mark is when he finds out he gets cancer. And then the next exact 30 <laughs> minutes are all bad. And then it's literally just about to turn around like this. It's... Like I've seen the next two minutes and it this it literally gets good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I, w- I would also say this 30 minutes 
seemed to be very loosely connected to the first 30 minutes. Like it did have <laughs> the same characters and Scott Grimes has cancer, although that was a huge part of the first 30 minutes. Other than that, there's very little, like the son isn't talking about how he wants to be tall anymore. Like <laughs> nothing, nothing connects. As far as we know, the sun is tall now in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the sister is introduced. Um, the priest is no longer there. Um, there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not. It, they could have just aired. This probably would work good episodically. Like maybe they messed up. Maybe this should have been like a three part BBC kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. All right, well, let's go ahead and rate this thirty minutes. Uh, Tim, I'm going to you first. Sorry. No, I'm I'm ready for once. Uh, oh, I'm gonna okay. rate it twenty six hundred out of twenty six hundred Paloma Street, which was okay. the visible address of the burned down church, <laughs> okay. or it was the first building on the twenty six hundred block of Paloma Street. Nice. Perfect movie. Nice. Is that where Good your screen, screen is freezed on right now? Because you, you, <laughs> you just hit pause. <laughs> I, yeah. I did have to pull it back up in my uh, search history to remember the exact number. Well, uh, one way or another, I, that's great. I just wanted to say there's one, there is one connection throughout from the first half to this half, and that's the gold connection, right? <laughs> That's right. They want everybody, no matter where you pick up in this movie, as the first thirty minutes, second thirty minutes, or the third, the final. <laughs> they want you to understand the dynamic of gold seekers and gold deservers. Those who have <laughs> earned their gold and deserve it, and those who seek gold unjustly. Yes. And also in the doctor scene. Uh, when he when he meets his sister, and he talks to like his doctor friend, the bags that the IVs are full of piss. That's something we noticed. <laughs> oh wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, the 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 IV bags are full of yellow They're liquid. Yellow, dark yellow liquids, <laughs> and it's just not normally don't see those. Coming <laughs> out of him, not going into him. Oh, maybe. Well, I think that's what he was. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't remember if I said this on stream, but it's something like he's like, "Doctor, I'll try anything." And they're like, "Well, I tried this thing where you pee and it, you put it right back in you." <laughs> <laughs> what What are the chances it'll work, Doc? Well, well, none. <laughs> but I, we just wanted to see what would happen. Okay, Kevin, what would you give this 30 minutes of uh, Pearly This 30 minutes? Jeez, I have zero things. Uh, I have nothing lined up for this moment. I give this a... I just want to take this moment to kind of apologize to any uh, Jewish people out there and let them know that I stand in solidarity with... Jewish rights to, you know, to, to your religion and, you know, all those freedoms and that, that kind of stuff. And, uh, and yet you haven't come out and denounced Deshaun Jackson yet. I 
just want to take this moment to denounce Deshaun Jackson, okay? And some of the tweets Ice Cube's been making. Don't love those, all right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I give this a thousand uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. That's a good deal because you get 2,000 back. You do, after. You, you do get 2,000 back. <laughs> How about you, Miranda? To give this 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> 30 out of yeah 30 out of 30 minutes that's, okay. that's uh, an accurate accurate and perfect <laughs> rating it gave you 30 minutes and now you're giving it 30 minutes yep that's exactly right <laughs> that is how the gold relationship should work really <laughs> I should get thirty. I should get thirty gold for watching thirty minutes of this movie. <laughs> we're, we're, basically, we're basically like turning this, turning watching Pearly Gates into a sort of Bitcoin kind of system where you can mine coin by watching thirty. <laughs> yes. Uh, any any listeners that would like to make thirty gold. Uh, just watch 30 minutes of Pearly Gates um, and send an email to officialorville at gmail.com, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, but we're we're still ironing out that whole process. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three, six months. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> three, six months. Great. Love their music. <laughs> <laughs> great, great 30 minutes. Can't wait to see the end when everything's going to come together perfectly. And uh, we'll find out God is real and he loves Dick Wiener. And uh, yeah, everything everything is going to turn out just fine for old Dick Wiener, I think. Yeah, hopefully. He's not going to die? No. Mm-mm. I think he's actually going to be the first immortal person. <laughs> I look. I've seen the end of the. I've seen the end of this movie. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> the last thirty minutes is be, is better. Is better. Okay. I'm excited. It's, okay, um, I'm excited too. Then, like, I tuned out, but the parts that I caught were like, I was like, huh? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, if you remember, I I didn't really remember much from this section, but I had remembered for sure that the mayor was the devil. I was like, huh? <laughs> So there's something like that going on in the second half or the third. Okay. All right. No more spoilers. Um, and we don't we don't have time for any sort of features, you guys. So nobody trying to come up with a feature right now. It's time to end the episode. I'm sorry to say. So there's only one more thing: the Moyle of the Year award. And uh, this week, I think the Moyle of the Year award has to go to Miranda for going and getting yes. Eli. I guess it should go to Eli, but actually it does go to Miranda because she did the hard work yes. of carrying your computer I, into I the other room. I stood up and walked into the other room. Thank yeah. you. I, I do deserve this. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, we'll see you next week. Well, next, uh, next time. We'll see you next time for uh, the, the end of Pearly Gates. Yes. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Congrats, Miranda. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you.